Hey, my name is Wes Harley. I'm with Cohort 56. Uh, I've got two projects that were our capstone projects. One of them is called Texture Creative. It is a website for a photography studio that I own here in town. And basically it allows people to make multiple selections of all the backdrops or props or so on and so forth that they want to use so that we can have everything set up and ready for them when they get there. Um, they also have to click agree to terms and services, which is a really handy thing to have on file. Um, and then the second project that I'm working on is another small business that I am uh, a partner in called Culturall. And the point of that website is to try and improve company culture um, in the corporate workplace. So it's um, kind of like a consultation uh, for companies that want to improve their employees' morale and happiness and so on and so forth. That's wonderful. We're going to talk all about what you've been working on, your projects, what you've been doing these last six months. And we'll also talk about what you've got coming up on the horizon. But first, tell me a little about your background. What were you working on? What, you know, what was the, the life like to decide, hey, I want to make a change? Uh, well, so in 2019, I started making a transition to music production. Uh, I had previously been a touring musician and 2019 went pretty well. And at the beginning of 2020, my entire year was booked. I was in the green. Um, and then 2020 happened, as we all know. And so I ended up kind of uh, tripping and falling into working for a disaster relief company in Texas. And the disaster relief company needed somebody to be analyzing data as far as what the logistics branch was sending out and keeping track of it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so with absolutely no prior experience, I somehow ended up being the lead data analyst for the logistics department. Um, and I discovered a couple things while I was doing that. I discovered that I was good at problem solving, which, I mean, I, I kind of already knew because music is mostly that, especially production. Um, I discovered I was pretty good with technology. Um, and if someone told me, hey, we haven't kept track of anything for the last five years of our running through all of this, um, and we need you to find everything, I could break it down into smaller and smaller and smaller problems and then actually resolve it to a high degree. Um, and that was cool. So I kind of built the systems for that company of tracking computers and phones and so on and so forth. Uh, and they had a system in place, but no one had really used it. So I kind of modified my own with Excel uh, using spreadsheets and all the functionality that Excel gives you. Um, and it was cool and I enjoyed it up until the point where I kind of caught up. And once I caught up, it just became data entry. And data entry didn't really have that spark for me. I wasn't, you know, chasing down a problem and trying to fix it. I was just copy pasting or, you know, typing all day. Um, and uh, so then that started me thinking of other options. And uh, I had some friends who had been musicians and, and engineers and producers who all had gone to NSS for coding. 
Uh, and so I started talking to them, and it sounded pretty great. So there I saved you go. up. And, and the rest is history, yeah. it sounds like, because here you are. Yes, sir. That's incredible. And, you know, that is a common thing we hear, especially being in Music City. That is a big part of bringing in folks who have that music background. And we actually did a, a, a podcast episode all about this as uh, it's the show 10 Years, 2000 Journeys. It's a specific show kind of celebrating these 10 years of National Software School, 10 years in tech in Nashville. And that was a whole dedicated episode to hear, hey, why are musicians such great coders? So makes sense why you decided to do this as well. And let's dive into your projects real briefly. Just tell me what did you create and how did you do it? Um, I mean, the first one is 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 kind of I had already jumped into it, but it it's a photography studio that I own here in town. And the the gist of it is that we have a bunch of different backdrops. We have a bunch of different things all set up that someone can come in and choose from. And one of the things that we kept running into was, you know, someone would book the time and then they would show up and they'd be like, oh, I don't want these backdrops. I want these cleared out of here so that I can just use the wall because it's a cool looking wall. It's a it's an industrial basement and a lot of people just want to use that space. Or, oh, I didn't want these backdrops. I wanted these backdrops or so on and so forth. So I wanted to create something where someone could come in and select everything that they wanted um, and we would be ready to go. They could also book their time. They could book the date, et cetera, et cetera. And we would get one message that had all of the information that we needed to know. Um, <clears throat> so it, it worked great. Uh, the <laughs> thing that I learned from that was how to create a multi-select drop-down menu. And had I known how much difficult, more difficult it is to create a multi-select drop-down menu as opposed to a single-select drop-down menu, I probably wouldn't have, but it was a really cool learning experience for me. I love that. And your other capstone, you've got the, this is the back-end full-stack, correct? Tell me about that. Uh, so Cultural is, a, is built to help to um, distinguish pain points inside of um, company culture so that we can better them. And it's, it's done very simply through a form that someone can go in and it's like a questionnaire and they can fill out all of the questions. And the first general form is just 20 questions. And that breaks down into four different question categories or question types. Um, and then we get averages and we assess where they need help. Um, and you know, there's some nice little graphs and percentage points, et cetera, et cetera, inside of the app. But the basic gist of it is that someone can sign in, um, get this uh, questionnaire, send it to their employees, and it'd be completely anonymous. And that was a really big sticking point for us is we wanted complete anonymity. Um, and so I had to figure out how to create that outside of the auth, uh, outside of um, authorization. Uh, meanwhile, it's connected to a company that is inside of my user database. Um, and once we have all of their information, we give them a, you know, a data page where they can see their information. And then there's additional information that we kind of keep behind closed doors as far as like the average answer for each question, how many people have answered each question, et cetera. Very cool. What did you do to build this? Like what's the behind the scenes of how, not only you talked a little about what it is, what it serves, but how did you assemble all this? Um, well, we were learning back end. So 
everything is worth, you know, Python and Django and um, SQL. And what was really cool actually about building my own backend was that in the first capstone, I had to keep track of so much state. I would have to, you know, pull in state from four or five different places and then use that. And, you know, if user equals the same user that <laughs> is currently selecting backdrop, backdrop, you know, option, whatever, then proceed. Um, what was really nice with this was I didn't have to dot map as much. I didn't have to use if then statements. With creating my own backend, I could send all of the information literally just from the user. So that on the other side, all that I have to do is pull in who is my user and then just get through all of the arrays to the level that I need. Um, so that I have the information that I want on the on the front end, which was really, uh, I mean, it's it's time consuming, um, but I was kind of floored by how much better it makes it when you create the back end with your front end in mind. Very cool. When you think about both of these, this is kind of the one of the final questions. What do you think you prefer the most? Like when you're getting ready for your demo day tomorrow and thinking about the future, did you? You're looking for more front-end work or back-end work? What do you think? I think that that answer is still a, a bit unknown. At current, I like front-end more, but I, I still think that it's just because I have more experience there. Um, I've got an additional three months, and inside of my six-month coding life, that's half of <laughs> my coding life. So I have you know twice as much experience with the front-end as opposed to the back-end, and so I think that I just understand it better. And I also enjoy some of this, the UI, UX. I like the CSS stuff on the front end. Um, but I'm very keenly aware of the possibilities that backend provides, and I think that's pretty cool. So at current, you know, I'm just kind of open. Um, whatever I end up getting a job in will be, you know, front end, back end, or full stack. Uh, we'll kind of determine where I go from here. Very good. Well, you're doing the right things, and we know music. I mean, no matter what your background is, when you go into NSS, whether it's no tech experience, maybe a musician background, whatever, all of these past skills can help in your new career, but especially with musicians, people you think like this. So really excited for you. Congratulations, and we're all pulling for you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Clark. <laughs>